0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. HD
2: HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution
1: will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the Arrive at
2: 5. 30 minutes of nonstop talk with Rich Lee.
0: Can the border situation actually be controlled? Elon Musk live-streamed his tour of Eagle Pass, Texas. Carrie Lake said, hey, come to Arizona. And crime. What's, what's at the heart of crime since we've seen so much of it in Philadelphia in the last 72 hours? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli as he joins us every friday we love to have him dr wilfred riley his new book coming out lies my liberal teacher told me make sure you pre-order today at amazon.com he of course also is a professor of political science at kentucky state university hello professor how are you good i understand you're on your way to madison wisconsin is that correct
2: Yeah, I'm giving a speech at the University of Wisconsin and uh, along with Bob Woodson and a couple other people. And I just decided to drive up instead of flying on, you know, one of the American domestic carriers out of Cincinnati. The last time I did that, I was going to D.C. and the plane was delayed by four hours because they didn't have a crew or something. And it's a five hour drive. So, I mean, it was just I, I decided to just get on the road.
0: Oh, good, smart, yeah, smart thinking, and uh, I mean, Madison, Wisconsin. University of Wisconsin's got to be a, a, a leftist uh, mecca. So, what are you doing there?
2: Well, there's a there's a panel on Black conservatism at the University of Wisconsin Madison, which I think uh, only got greenlit because all the presenters are black.
3: Right. But, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's myself, Bob Woodson, uh, Carol Swain. I'm gonna advertise this on my, my social media today for anyone interested. You should be able to zoom in and that kind of thing. Oh, cool! But we're gonna be talking about like some of the some of the perspectives on the right. You know, you should. It's good to have a father. To try to win wars if you're gonna fight them. You know, radical stuff.
0: Radical stuff like uh, like the ultimate privilege that liberals don't talk about. You know, a two parent home, for example.
2: Yeah, the, the whole single-parent thing, I mean, there there's actually a crazy discussion about this. on. So I'm what's called a culturalist on things like test scoring and that kind of thing. Like, people argue that there are strong effects of racism or even of genetics at kind of the group level. I mean, I think that at least if you're talking about big groups of people like countries, what predicts how well you do on tests is, is how much you study. And there's this massive amount of evidence of that. It's not the most brilliant theory in existence, but it, it happens to be true. And it's kind of the same thing with this, like with uh single parent families, there's a bit of denial on the, a huge denial on the left that it matters at all. And there's also now some denial on the hard, right? That, I mean, there's the whole red pill thing, marriage is a scam to trap men. There are other people who think that most things are determined by genetics. So you're not, things like being adopted by a wealthy family won't change your life. I mean, I basically, basically think all that's nonsense. Like, If you look at the effect of, you know, father present, there are a lot of things that are very deep and emotional, but one of the most basic is just financial. Like if there are two people in your household, you have twice as much money. So that that really affects where you can live, um, diet, the kind of schools you can go to, so on down the line. But anyway, yeah, the biggest privilege is having two parents and beyond that of family. So there are more people around you that are loving, but there are also just more people, you know, paying to keep the lights on and, you know, helping you, driving you to practice and that kind of thing.
0: What if one of the people in there, though, is just a giant mooch? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, what about that, though?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the red pill point. Like, What happens if you're in a terrible marriage? But I, I think that the, the the problem there, it's not a stupid point, but what people are complaining about isn't marriage, it's divorce, Right. I mean, like, there's, there's no argument that married men and especially married women. I mean, that's almost the ideal. I mean, that, that's something that young girls in particular used to kind of dream about. You know, the, the idea that you're not more mentally healthy, more intimately satisfied, more better off financially, better food, so on. If you're in a, a loving couple, that, that's kind of crazy. The, the worry is that you're going to break up with your wife or your long-term girlfriend and then be depressed. But I mean, my response to that for younger men would be, like, "Hell, you're depressed now, right?" Yeah, I mean, if you're just sitting around playing video games, and you don't have a girlfriend or a wife. I mean, it, it's unlikely that you're the happiest man in the world.
0: No, I so, mean, we're I mean, all happy when we're all alone, just playing video games all day. But my girlfriend's in Canada. Come on, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, the, the Tim Scott. Like, if she's a nice Christian girl, she doesn't want anyone to know where uh, where she is. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I I think that. Obviously, it's true that if you do one of the classic things, you're, a, you're an athlete and you break your leg, you're a soldier and you get shot, you're married and you get divorced, then you're going to be for a period of time less happy. But it's hard to see that as an argument against ever doing anything. I mean, I, I don't mean to be too glib about that, but any of those the great achievements in life is going to involve an element of risk. You know, buying a dog there's a 100% chance that your dog is someday going to die. That doesn't mean you shouldn't own a dog. It means you should own two dogs. Like, you know, after an appropriate period of mourning for, you know, your golden retriever, you buy a Labrador. Right. So the, you can't achieve anything without being willing to take on a certain level of risk. And a lot of the vices that people are complaining about with, with young men in particular now, when I hear younger female friends talk or people that are in the mental health field talk, like extreme, like overuse of gaming, porn, drugs, the level of weed. Those are kind of the vices of non achievement. Like, you've got a lot of time to just sit around and, you know, sort of fill up your mind with crap. My, my response to that would be not that stuff is evil, but, you know, go do something.
0: Go do something, right? Yes. Go, I mean, that's go a good achieve. advice.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes your submarine blows up on your way down to the marina's trench, but, I mean,. More often, it doesn't, I guess. And we, we remember the names of the explorers that made it down there. And if you never do anything, then the words of Achilles, no one will ever remember your name. A bit different from my normal political science content, but like you have to be willing to experience risk to accomplish anything. And I think as a society, we, we have become a lot more tolerant of cowardice, which is, which is not good.
0: Let me ask you about cowardice and then also about crime. Uh, Meatball was at the center of Philadelphia's sure. looting, and uh, Meatball was live-streaming the looting. Uh, Meatball was a cause celeb with 650,000 followers on Instagram, which is just insane, obviously. Uh, but, you know, you, you, somebody made the comment about, you know, these are just very disenfranchised people, and you know she's out there as a, uh, looting a liquor store saying, everybody's got to eat. Everybody eats. Everybody must eat, as if there's Jean Valjean, you know, stealing a loaf of bread sure. to feed their kids. But you made a great point about white-collar crime. I mean, there's a lot of that that goes on, and we're not talking about disenfranchised people here. We're people of low means. So maybe crime is explained by something else other than the fact of people just, as AOC says, you know, trying to steal bread to feed their kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, crime is explained by the fact that many people are bad. And I actually said in, like, the tweets breaking this down, I think there are two levels of which, one of which is almost good. But at the most basic level, things like brawling with people on your school's rival team or chasing girls or pranking wealthy businessmen in your town, those are almost healthy. Obviously, society has to punish them, but those are those are things people have a desire to do. Um, and then there's a level up from that where there are there's a substantial minority of people, it's about eight or nine percent of the population that takes pleasure from hurting people. And this is expressed in everything from gangbanging to the more extreme forms of BDSM. It's obviously out there. It's obviously measurable. So unless you take into account both of those realities, like one, just the competitive violence of human nature and two, the existence of evil, you can't formulate a crime policy. And even just in this like, little social media thing, that will become probably an article for Bachelor Review or something. I mean, I, I mentioned this whole idea of, well, criminals just don't have enough resources, and I, I say that that doesn't really make any sense, because the, the highest crime group outside of, quote-unquote, hood kids and rednecks, and this is this is very well documented, is the rich. You know, like, there's an entire category of what we call white-collar crime, Enron and so on, where people literally defraud entire financial markets, where guys flee to other countries with millions of dollars. I mean, we just saw a congressman with, like, gold bars under his bid from the, the Republic of Egypt so what would do that? What would make a congressman steal to the point that he's he's hiding that in gold and diamonds? The answer is human nature. Right, right. If, if you deny human nature, there, there's not much a human society can do.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I, this is why we have different philosophies of government as well, right? I mean, you know, the, 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 the Marxist view of the world is that if you, you crime is a result of the haves and the have-nots, and if you just give everybody everything, there's no crime. But we know that that's BS because there's people that still have all that they need and they just still want more. And so that's where I think the conservative approach comes in and says we have to have certain systems in place to keep... Human nature uh, at bay, so that it, it we know there there are consequences for the actions, but that's where we're, we're at right now, where there are no consequences for actions. I mean, if you steal in cities, retail theft up to a thousand dollars, and they go, "All right, go ahead. It's only nine ninety nine 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 nine. You know, it's not. You haven't hit the thousand threshold yet. But don't steal that pack of gum on the way out, because then you might be over the top. You create a culture of lawlessness. You know, and 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 this, what becomes the disincentive? What becomes a deterrent? To keep people from doing these things if they don't get in trouble doing them. And then you wonder why looting happens. is because people feel entitled to just take stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, so a lot of this, one of the things about conservatism is that I think that when you compare it to these idealistic theories like Marxism, feminism, even libertarianism on the right, just like traditional throne and altar conservatism, You can argue that it's too limiting, but almost everything that we think works. Like the argument that if you turn out the king's watch and you have them all arrest criminals, you'll have less crime. We've known that for 5,000 years. (laughs) So there's not really like, I mean, the Romans kept records like there's not really... By the way, policing began in the Roman Empire in Italy. It didn't begin in oh, in the USA where we were trying to catch slaves or something. Oh, it's no, oh, they're I mean, not.
0: That, that's not true, huh? Shocking. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: sixteen, nineteen. Project lying about some. It's crazy stuff. But I mean, no, the Romans used to retire uh, older legionaries to villages and towns that had a problem with crime and they had stations and everything. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine they fingerprinted people or anything like that. But like the basic idea that if you have soldiers or police go out and arrest thugs you'll have less crime that's not really disputed by anyone so I mean you're in a weird position now where people are trying to say this is not true but anyone with Twitter or Facebook can just log on and see that it is like the meatball thing was funny like I mean I've followed meatball on social media before meatballs pretty funny really but meatball yeah meatball like I'm not I'm not a current follower but I, I think meatball may still follow me on Twitter like there's just this is a it's a Urban influencers She's to the left politically. She also talked about being a booster, i.e. a semi-pro thief. But I mean, for someone with whatever you said it was 500,000 Instagram followers to be out in the street with either her iPhone or a camera crew just stealing stuff and saying, like, I'm just trying to feed myself. Meatball,
0: by the way, is not a small, skinny woman. Um, Did you see Meatball he, in the bathtub? No. Don't. <laughs> don't trust me. Don't don't watch uh, that one.
2: I'll try to avoid that when It doesn't sound very appealing at all. It doesn't sound like something that I would look at for any reason. Yeah, trust me, I but like I'm,
0: you a lot. You know, I and you, you give you're so gracious with your time. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not pulling the old, you know, like a Jedi mind trick here. Really, don't look at me pulling a bathtub.
2: I, I actually, literally won't. Um, Good, but I mean, like the idea that this this semi famous person is going to steal all this stuff on camera. And as I recall, it was like handles of Belvedere vodka and then say, I'm doing this because I'm oppressed and I need to eat. I mean, that's something that can only happen when there's this weird kind of nexus of forces. On the one hand, you're not supposed to talk honestly about human motivation. And on the other hand, you're doing things that are clearly going to incentivize exactly what we just saw. So it's that weird combo that we have in a, a specific blue cities right now. By the way, it didn't look like Philly was really putting up with that. I mean, like the cops were grabbing people and beating the crap out of them, and like they arrested, they arrested meatball for six felonies. Yeah, I mean they they arrested something like ninety two people. So I mean, like good good for the Philadelphia Police Department. Like, well,
0: the this, cops are, the, the cops era- are great. I mean, the cops do their job. It's the prosecutor, it's the district attorney that's the problem. He's the problem. It's not the cop. And the cops do their best, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I think people underappreciate that. By the way, when they say like, well, what's what's the point of paying for the police or funding the police if they're not going to arrest these criminals? I mean, the police do arrest yeah. these criminals, I mean, and they they then are immediately let out on bail. Meatball is only locked up for a day, and her bail on the six felony counts was I think two thousand dollars or something like that. so yeah you you have to have if you're someone who's just a working class citizen in a big city and you want law and order, there steps that go into that, like who's funding your prosecutors, who's running for that office, you know who's running for d a so on down the line. Uh, But anyway, yeah, it's unfortunate, but we're obviously incentivizing specifically the behavior you don't want to see.
0: Right. Right. All right. So then that that brings us to the border situation. And you wrote a piece about this at National Review, Dr. Wilford Riley. (laughs) Unwanted migration can be stopped. Uh, This isn't rain. You can stop it. (laughs) Imagine that
2: yeah so this is uh, the theme that we're we're dealing with here seems to be this idea that there are obviously things that predict human behavior and how people are going to act, and if you make it possible for people to do something that we've traditionally thought of as bad with no risk, they're going to do it. So, the border is another one of these situations. I mean, most countries, including Mexico, have some kind of fortification on their border, including Mexico, by the way, once again. Like, their southern border is very difficult to get across. They have to let those caravans through. Like, I've seen what the Mexican southern border looks like. But anyway, so most countries have, like, a wall with soldiers sitting in front of it. If we don't do that, one, and two, we tell people if you come here and you lie and say you're seeking asylum from, like, Poland. Or Jamaica, we're going to let you in. You're going to get a lot of people from those countries, quote unquote, seeking asylum. Right. And what I said is that this is this is actually extremely easy to deal with. I mean, just you know, put some guys with guns on the border. In the country, implement what's called eVerify. It's standard software. It's a government business partnership. It's already available online. You can download it to your computer if you if you own a business. And then just stop tolerating illegal immigration. I mean, if we're not going to change our law on asylum seeking, just take the fake applications in Mexico, which is what President Trump did. None of this is very difficult. The problem is the lack of what you could call will.
0: Well, okay, that's an interesting point, though. But what if it's not will? What if they want this to be the case? I mean, you have a lot of open borders Democrats out there. You have a lot of people that believe the United States has to atone for its colonialist white supremacist past and, okay. you know, come on in. I mean, how much of that is influencing what's going on here? They know the problem. They see it with their own eyes. You're damn right they could do something about it. So then I, just ha- I have to come back to the question then of, It's like what James Carville was saying the other day with Bill Maher, you know, all the the different theories in the faculty lounge and, you know, all these constructs and everything. I mean, how much of that open borders idea of, you know, who the hell is the United States to say to people, you can't come here after what we've done to the world, you know, the oppression that we've spread. You can almost hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying that. So to them... This is not a problem you need to fix. The only thing you need to fix is that when they get here, they need to be g- given status and jobs and benefits and health care and everything else.
2: Yeah, I, I do think that's the elephant in the room. I will say first, like what we've done to the world is dramatically improve it. Right. Like, I mean, if you look <laughs> at the bloody wars in Latin America, I mean, that was the, you know, Hispanic Spaniards versus, you know, Mestizo or soon to be Hispanic Aztecs, and they were butchering each other, but that doesn't have anything to do with northern europeans i mean not not every evil in the world is the result of like the white man who speaks english i mean that's why it's latin america that had nothing to do with us they fought several bloody wars with the usa in fact but um yeah i think that whether or not it makes any sense which is rarely a prereq for this stuff yeah obviously one of the reasons that activists keep coming up with this nonsense like we're helping genuine refugees enter this country is the idea that the USA is kind of a villain on the global stage, that we owe a great debt to the world, that we shouldn't have borders at all. But, I mean, right now the Republicans are in charge of the House, and, I mean, I think are increasingly likely to win in '24. So, at the very least, the opposition party, and I'm not sure why the Joe Manchins and the other party aren't doing this, should be loudly saying this would be very easy to stop, and this is how we would stop it. I I guess that's my core point here. And the reality probably is that even on that side, there are a lot of people, uh, business owners, contractors, and so on, who just amorally want the border to remain open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wealthy people in general are pretty pro-mass migration because they're the people that can afford service. Like, I don't mean to be glib about that, but, like, if you, if you look at people that just live in blue-collar communities where you suddenly have 10,000 young fighting men moving in, they're, they're wildly anti-migration. But if you look at people who see, you know, the pleasant wives of those people as domestics, there, there's a very different attitude. I mean, California, there's there's a sharp, wealthy, poor split in attitudes toward illegal immigration. But the, the point of the article isn't like the, the, this deep analysis of human behavior, who's for and who's against. It's just we could easily stop this. We could stop this tomorrow if we wanted to.
0: All right. Now, Dr. Wilford Riley's with me. He's on his way to give a speech tonight at the University of Wisconsin. He's getting paid $741,000 for his speech tonight. Congratulations, by the way. That's a big number.
2: Yeah, it's a, it sounds almost fantastic, like almost impossible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I am going to the University of Wisconsin-Madison to talk about uh, African-American conservatism and American patriotism, so it should be interesting. Well, no, well, you're Watson, not getting paid that much because
0: Michelle Obama is.
2: Really, seven hundred forty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Michelle right. Obama get a to one.
0: get a check for seven hundred forty-one thousand dollars for a one-hour speech about diversity and inclusion at a conference in Munich.
2: Well, I, I think it's becoming increasingly apparent that a lot of this stuff is just money laundering. <laughs> I mean, like in, in all seriousness, like I remember when I was a kid, one of my first like executive-ish job was with one of those kind of just be blunt, like sketchy M L M firms that sold products like the hyper energy drink of fusion, which is now banned. Right. And the whole thing was that you weren't just supposed to sell cases of this stuff to bars and nightclubs. You were also supposed to sign up people to sell cases of this stuff. And unless you had contacts with bars and nightclubs, you couldn't sell any it because no one wants twenty cases of an energy drink. But that was part of the pyramidal let's say model they had going. And the whole point was, this isn't a pyramid scheme, you know, hungry young guns out there, because we do have a product, this, you know, ephedrine-laced energy drink. And it's the same thing that I see when I see, like, Hunter Biden selling paintings made by blowing Kool-Aid through Coke straws for, (laughs) you know, $700,000. I mean, technically speaking, for there to be a legal basis for that, you have to have a good You can't just sell access to Joe Biden. So what you do is you have a two-hour gallery show with three people at it where you talk to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in person, and then, you know, you as a Saudi executive or whatever just happen to buy the painting. And Michelle Obama is kind of in that same zone. And if I remember correctly, Hillary Clinton used to do this as well. She had an eye for cattle futures. So, yeah, it's probably bipartisan, but it's just a a sort of semi-mild form of corruption.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a very, very a good way to put it. Uh, speaking of uh, of Meatball, we do have the audio of her talking about her incarceration and how difficult it's been on her in the last uh, 24 hours. She's since been released, but, you know, the few hours that she was behind bars in Philadelphia. Take a listen. I just want to say thanks to everybody that, you know, Carrie for me. Ain't nothing, never been nothing. I never been doing nothing like that ever in my life. I don't even know what ha- what what happened like i need some sleep i'm scared i'm traumatized never again in my life like
3: seriously i'm tired i love y'all
0: i'm a little worried about meatballs mental health there doc
2: Well, I mean, I think actually that's the reaction you want to see. I mean, Meatball is, you know, probably a a goon to some extent, but also like a well-known social media influencer, no previous charges. So you create this environment where ordinary citizens, even if like hood, goofy ordinary citizens, feel they can go out and commit crimes. You know, if you catch one of them and knock them over the head a few times and throw them in jail, they suddenly change that perspective. I mean, what she's talking about, like, I feel traumatized. The cops that put their hands on me, they, they put me in a room with bars. Like, that's they arrested you, yes. Um, I mean, We used so to call yeah, that but,
0: scared straight, right? I mean, that's what we used to literally call it when we were kids. Yeah, no,
2: I remember in high school we actually did the Scared Straight program. I went to a working class high school just outside of Chicago and they were like we went to the Cook County jail and there were guys like grabbing the bars, like, Are you a predator? Are you prey? <laughs> and I mean like you know, I'm not an untough guy, but I was like, I don't really want to be here. This seems like a very unpleasant place. I don't want to have to like make a knife out of my toothbrush. You Daddy, know, what so does it, toss the salad mean? Uh keep yeah. going yeah walk past the past the guy with the like the jelly in his cell and all that no I mean but like just that that's the whole point, like obviously, if you're reasonably aggressive and you go to county jail, you're probably not gonna get sexually assaulted or the stereotypes, but like you you might get your butt kicked to keep get p g like i mean you're you're gonna be in there until someone bails you out. there to right. be relatives yelling at you on the phone it's It's supposed to be an unpleasant experience because you're a thief or whatever, so I mean the idea that we all know that if you put up a big stone wall and have guys sit on it with guns, they are going to be fewer people crossing the border illegally. Every denial of that is just stupid. Like, what if someone has an 18-foot ladder? Who has an 18-foot ladder? I mean, like, if someone runs a contracting company in Mexico, I'm pretty sure they can just make an American business connection over here. You know, so it's obvious that'll happen. The reality is that a lot of people don't want it to happen. That's That's the problem. You actually called that out really well. But, I mean, I think that for 95% of the ordinary citizens, we do want people like Meatball, who, you know, really hate and may be functional in their way, but who now feel they can get away with committing these crimes. And in a lot of cities, that's especially true in the black community post-BLM, to be honest. um, You do want them to return to the perspective of, oh, they'll just arrest me. Maybe I should just go to work tomorrow.
0: Right. Uh, all right, I got to ask you about something else. though before I let you go, because I know you, you, how many more hours are you in the car? Oh, about halfway there, like two and a half. Oh, I'm in like Indiana right now. Um, hey, what time's the speech tonight, so people can watch it on on Zoom?
2: Well, the the speech is tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, I usually come okay. Up the day before these, I was I was supposed to go to a dinner tonight, but um, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. There were some traffic delays earlier, but I will be in Madison uh, later on tonight. And I will be uh, speaking on the campus tomorrow.
0: All right. Now, uh, somebody, by the way, on Twitter said Poland. R- really, Dr. Riley, I-, I think I think you were being sarcastic when you said um, Poland, uh, just for no, the record. actually
2: like I mean, no, like I-, I-, I love my, my Polish Americans. But the-, the one of the things that's crazy about the Mexican border is that people from sort of every stable second world country are are now, like, I also don't have a problem with Jamaica. Like, both right. of them are great countries. They're, like, tourist destinations. But that's the point, right? right? Like, people are arriving in great numbers. Poland, I think, was 8,000 last year. Jamaica and the Dominican were more than that, like, 20,000. China was more than 10,000. There's actually a term called OTMs, other than Mexicans, that refers to all these people that are just at the border because their country is slightly poorer than the U.S.A., the trick is that you have to claim asylum to get in automatically. Otherwise, you can be deported. So, people will come and say, Well, yeah, I'm from Moldova, but I'm gay. So, because the Eastern European countries are very traditional, trad Catholic, Orthodox, I'm in danger. And it's just like this big guy with like a Juventus jersey on. And the Border Patrol, and this is a real case that I have in mind, the Border Patrol then has to decide, is this person actually an asylum seeker who might be in danger because of his homosexuality? And so that's how you get these crazy scenes, like all those guys from Africa that were in New York, who were just obviously, like, they were on iPhones, they were obviously, like, college students from Nigeria, or one of the more stable countries over there, but the claim was that they were fleeing ethnic violence in the Congo or something like that. And they were wearing their soccer jerseys and just, like, you know, talking on Skype, you know. So at some point, someone has to say, look, I don't think any of you guys are refugees. You're a bunch of, you know, master carpenters from your home country. And you need to go back there.
0: Right. All right. Before I, I let that- you go, Tupac, uh, dead or alive? Well, Pac is dead.
2: But I mean, they um, they found his killer. You know, the interesting thing about his killer also is that this is one of those situations where there's a dichotomy between kind of like hip hop. I assume this is true with metal or outlaw country too, but between like the scene culture rave, but between like the scene culture and mainstream culture. So the guy they arrested went on Charlemagne the God's podcast like five years ago and said he shot Tupac. And apparently the federales just realized this because they arrested him. It's uh, he's a former Compton crip. I forget the guy's name. But they've What's taken it? fuzzy Tupac. D.
0: What's his name? Uh, the guys know it back there. Keefy D. What is it? Keefy D? D. Yeah, Kifi D.
2: Yeah, Keefee D. Not the hardest street name out there, but <laughs> Keefy D is, um, yeah, he's in custody now for shooting Tupac. Which brings up another question. I guess you wouldn't for murder, but are there no statutes of limitations for crimes? And the answer is no, there aren't for murder. But we've also seen, like, Danny Masterson facing sexual assault charges from 30 years ago and so on down the line so right now there is a situation where if you're if you're well known and anyone has any kind of allegation against you you know after we got rid of uh statues of limb during the me too era for a bunch of crimes i mean that's uh that's out there
0: uh very 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 true All right. Well, listen, have a safe drive. We'll look forward to uh, watching your speech tomorrow as uh, you and your fellow black conservatives speak at one of the most liberal places in the United States of America, the University of Wisconsin, Madison. Dr. Wilford Riley, always a pleasure. Pre-order the book today, Lies My Liberal Teacher Told Me. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy.
2: You too. The 5 o'clock happy hour is brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May.
0: Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday,
2: now till December 31st. Just mention the promo
1: code ZIOLI at com.
0: What? Oh, Cooper. All right. This is awkward. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, right. The sponsor. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Before I do that, hang on a second here. I have to bring this up. If I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll be very angry at myself. We actually now, this is Matt DeSantis is the executive producer of the show, as you know, Matt DeSantis the and the Lesser DeSantis. He actually really does listen once in a while to what I ask him to do. It's amazing. I asked him this week earlier to please put stories in my show sheet that would help with our Ethiopian audience. And believe it or not, I actually have stories in my show sheet that will be
1: appeal to our Ethiopian listener. We have one listener from Ethiopia. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we retain his listenership.
0: But what I don't understand, though, is we have Somalis listening. We have more Somalis. Why don't we have stories about more Somali stories?
1: We're doing great in Somalia, so whatever we're doing works just fine. Ethiopia, we had one download, then they never downloaded again. So write them off. No, we have to win them back. We have to win them back. Fine. Ethiopia to manufacture a lot of
0: cars for the African market. All right, Ethiopia will launch the production of Russian cars on the territory for the African market. I didn't know that Ethiopia and Russia were so close. Did you know this? I didn't know that either. I didn't know this either. Well, listen, if you are li- listening down there, you commie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Russian auto. I didn't even know Russians made cars. I had no idea the Russians made cars. But here you go. Uh, Ethiopia is one of Africa's fastest growing economies, and also has a burgeoning middle class. It is a member of the Southeast. Ap- like this is a, a great point about progress. Because do you remember? When Ethiopia was it was all Sally Struthers commercials and you got to raise money and everybody was all the kids had dis, distended what are they distended bellies yeah, and everything the protrusion right kinda. it's yeah. all got a burgeoning middle class they're making cars now Ethiopia is doing great you know why dwarf wheat everybody talks about how they hate gmos but dwarf wheat ended famine world famine do you know that look it up see that all right that concludes your Ethiopian news story of the day <laughs> This concludes our Ethiopia section here on a, on, on a Friday. Monday, we have Somali news.
1: <laughs> Yar.
0: Yar. We got to keep the audience, we got to give the audience what they want, all right? Got to give them what they want.
1: We, we got it, and we have to retain our one listener in Ethiopia. We already lost a listener in Ethiopia, Matt DeSantis. We got to get him back. That's not retain retention. We got to recruit them. In fairness, we don't know when the download occurred. It could have been yesterday. It could have been the day before. I still have faith that we'll get a second download.
4: Yeah, I think we should double it, right? Yeah. That's what you're going for, two?
0: Two downloads? Four yeah. after that? We have more downloads in Ethiopia than some hosts have in the United States. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, listen, Cooper University Healthcare is a leading academic health system. Cooper's experts provide award winning primary and specialty care at more than 100 offices throughout the region, including personalized cancer care through the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper, groundbreaking stroke and neurosciences care, advanced surgical services, which I, of course, took part in back in July when I had my colorectal surgery to cure my diverticulitis cutting-edge clinical research, and more. Cooper is recognized regionally and nationally. Make Cooper your first choice for outstanding care close to home. The entire Zioli family does. Baby Reagan was born at Cooper Hospital. I had my allergy shot uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, with Dr. Lonnie at Cooper Allergy. And uh, we use Cooper for our urgent care needs as well, because Cooper urgent care centers have the very same physicians and nurses who are on the front lines at the region's number one, level one trauma center, who are there for your family's everyday emergencies, everyday urgent care needs. So for an appointment, call 800-8-Cooper or go to cooperhealth.org. Remember, cooperhealth.org. Cooper is committed, compassionate, complete.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
0: Is this Tupac? <laughs> Tupac.
4: Yes. This is awful. Oh my! God. This is the greatest diss track in the wow. history of music.
0: You, what? What? What makes you think that this audience wants to hear Tupac? I tried to tell him. Rich. Uh, what? What you makes you think this. that anyone in the, in this audience wants to hear this?
4: Because they solved his murder, <laughs> and this is the greatest diss track of all time.
0: So because they solved this murder, we got to be subjected to this? I play. Uh, I, play I wish I was song, dead. I play one song one time. Yeah. Now I wish I world. was dead. That's how. Thank you, Henry. <laughs>
1: I, t- I told you he wasn't gonna up. like it, Henry. I knew he was gonna play Tupac I, I, today.
0: I knew it though. When I was driving into work today, I said Henry's gonna play Tupac. I have no doubt about it. So I was just prepared. I prepared
1: myself for it. He's been uh, he's been just skimming through yeah, Tupac waiting. songs for like the last two and a half hours. Yeah, chopping at the out, bit. Yeah, right? which one he was gonna drop in, when it was gonna be, <laughs> and he, he finally picked one. The issue is that there's so many curse words. It's really difficult to find one that's censored properly for right. our show. Um, but he eventually did stumble across one. He did. Good job. And that's what we're listening to. Hit him up. What is this song called? Hit him up. All right, I'm going to listen to it on the ride home tonight. Do it. It's about,
4: it's about Biggie Smalls and all the people that were dissing Tupac on the East Coast. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Did Biggie die too? Yeah.
4: Yeah, he died, what, a couple months after Tupac did? Did they kill him? Uh, yeah, it's believed that Tupac's people retaliated against him. They weren't. They were friends, and then something, they had a falling out, and- Yeah, I wasn't. Fascinating. Yeah, I don't
1: think anybody knows who killed Biggie either. Somebody should make a movie about this. They definitely. There's
4: a notorious movie. I know that notorious
0: B I G. Yeah, is that Biggie?
4: Yeah. Tupac? I I don't know if there's a Tupac movie. Oh, there definitely is. There's one with Anthony Mackie. I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember it.
0: Uh, Well, it's probably did better than the GOP debate did the other night. Uh, Viewership (laughs) drops more than twenty five percent. Ouch. 13 million people watched the first debate. 9.5 million people tuned in for the second. Ouch. Ratings for the second Republican presidential debate Wednesday are in. Not good. Not good. Around, uh... Ouch. Oof. Ouch. And it was on two channels. It was on Fox and Fox Business. So... Here you go. This is uh, Newt Gingrich talking about it. Uh, What he says needs to happen here. (laughs) He's probably not wrong. Cut seven. If we're going to have any debate, why not a debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis? I know they're doing their debate with uh, Newsom, but to me, that would be interesting. Maybe no moderator, just the two of them discussing discussing maybe three or four big issues, because that that would actually be fairly entertaining and I think would maybe learn something.
3: Look, I, I think there there were a number of smart people on stage last night, uh, and I think that you're right. If they were in a setting where they could have a real conversation, uh, they would be more interesting people. But it wouldn't help them. It would not help any of them uh, get to be the nominee. Because the fact is, very few people are going to watch. If I don't know what the numbers were last night, but they're going to be worse. If, if there is a third debate, it'll have virtually no viewership. It'll have no impact except in the news media. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, I like Nikki Haley a lot. I think she's very smart and did a great job at the U.N. and a great job as governor. I think Ron DeSantis is an amazing governor uh, and has been a- about as effective as you could be. And in other circumstances, I suspect he'd be the front runner. But we are where we are. Uh, Trump is not really a candidate. He is the leader of a national movement. And that's a totally different psychological and emotional relationship than candidacy. So I think the question now is, can we stop the Justice Department and the various legal assaults? And remember, they're not just attacking Trump. They're trying to block Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They're trying to block the no labels people. I mean, the Biden model is if I can keep everybody off the ballot and I have no opponent, I'll probably win. (laughs)
0: So the uh, so for former President Trump is calling in the RNC to ditch the debates. Uh, the next one is scheduled for November 8th, I believe it is. Uh, nobody's going to watch. Yeah, the problem is they're shouting over each other and it, it, it's a mess. I watched because it was my job. And honestly, I was drinking wine and, and I had to open a second bottle. It was just that painful. Uh, Chris Christie has now put out a picture of Donald Duck with Trump's hair on it. So this is the level of maturity that we have right now in the Republican primary. By the way, happy birthday to Susie Cool. Tomorrow's officially her birthday, but Susie Cool's the only army. Tomorrow, officially her birthday. So happy birthday to Susie. And thank you for all the wonderful promotion you give the show on social media. We appreciate it very, very much. We love you for it. Thank you. She was saying that she laughs every time I call Reagan my bio baby surprise. It sounds like she was made in a lab. Um, she wasn't, but I just mean she's my biological child. But... I like the term bio baby surprise. I just like that. I don't know. Uh, Big Sir says, I disagree. Henry chose the perfect Tupac song. Well, there you go. Thank I you. don't know if Big Sir, Big SR, is a Ron Paul Libertarian. All right. I like that kind of. I'm going to follow him. But uh, I don't know if he's related to Big E. He Big Sir. I don't know if he's Big E. Or, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> There's a lot of Bigs out there.
4: Big L. He's dead, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. You want to play a little more Big E? Go ahead. Okay, a little more. I mean, a little more Tupac. Go ahead. A little more Tupac. Go ahead. You want to hear, hit him up? Some, sure, get hit more, him up yeah. again. Go ahead. Why not? It's Friday. Who cares?
1: He still has to beep it, though. Oh, yeah. It's all censored. It's, it's all censored. A lot of the other ones that he was listening to earlier did not do such a great job of censoring the Yeah, it's word. almost
4: like they're picking and choosing. Like, okay, this one's not that bad. bad. Right. But it's it's all bad according to the FCC.
1: It's like a
0: Sherman i don't know man i still like the chronic dr dre, dre yeah the chronic classic classic but he's still alive so he is a very rich man by the way oh, yeah totally dr dre i believe thank you that's enough of that thank you very much i believe dr dre is a billionaire if i'm not mistaken
4: that would not surprise
0: me
1: in the I, slightest. i'm pretty sure it beats by dr dre the uh the headphones right Oh yeah, he sold that for like 3 billion dollars, I think. Let's see. Dr.
0: Dre net worth. Let's see. What is his net worth? 500 no, million dollars. even more than that. It's got to be
1: more than that. Well, I know he sold beats uh to Apple, and I think he. I don't know what percentage of that sale he actually received, but that was for 3 billion dollars, if I yeah. remember correctly. So, he's got to be I mean, he's got to be a billionaire. He's doing all right.
0: He's doing okay. He's he's and Snoop Snoop is doing all right too. You know, Snoop <laughs> Uh, he's got the what? He's got doing the commercials now for Corona. Everything, right? everything. He's,
4: him, Shaq. These people don't turn down a single you know advertisement opportunity. Never.
0: Snoop Dogg's net net worth is one hundred and fifty million dollars. That feels low. That feels very low. But how much of that did he spend on weed, though?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he uh, he spends right? gobs and gobs of money on weed. I, it's either him or Wiz Khalifa as like a personal joint roller. Follow him around.
0: He has a personal joint roller? Fr- it's
4: either him or Wiz. I forget. A diff- another rapper.
1: I think you know that you've arrived in life when you have a personal joint roller that follows you around. I was in a, an elevator after Wiz Khalifa was in it. Like t- He walked off it and I walked on it. And uh, it, it smelled like weed. I, 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 I He lives up to the uh, the hype. Really? Yeah. He's known for smoking weed. and Yeah, Snoop Dogg has one. The reputation was well-deserved. He's got a personal blunt roller.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Well, someday. I mean, a man can dream, right? A man can (laughs) dream. That's how you know
1: you've made it.
4: Well, it's a she. She said she's rolled estimated half a million joints (laughs) Uh for him. Half a million.
1: Well, he was the one that famously smoked weed in the White House.
4: (laughs) Smoke weed every day.
0: That's his saying. Wow.
4: All
1: right. Um, Wait, no, that was Drake. Who
0: smoked weed in the White House? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. In the, in the, the United States
1: White House? Yeah. With who? Uh, I don't know who he smoked it with, but he did. With Trump? That's what he claims. I uh, no, it was during the Obama administration. Oh, well, sure, probably Obama.
4: It's not worse than what David Cross did. What did he do? He did cocaine in the White House. He was, he was doing it. Well before... so
0: did freaking Hunter Biden's dogs.
4: But he did it first.
0: <laughs> Master and Commander did cocaine. have you not seen my movie White House Cocaine Dogs? No, I have. They, Which Glenn just... Beck stole from me? Pay hey, attention, man. They're just follow they're copying David Cross. He's a funny guy. All right, let me, let me uh, I got to play a couple more clips here. AOC, and Nancy Mace lace, laid into actress AOC. I like her. She was on with Jesse Waters last night. By the way, Jesse Waters reached out to me, his show. They wanted me to come on the other night, and uh, then they didn't be- want me to come on anymore. Uh-huh. So, yeah. They're like, you want to come on tonight? I was like, sure. And they reached out, they're like, yeah, we're good.
1: Wasn't Matt Rooney their just loss. on that show?
0: Matt Rooney was just on that show as well. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't care. It's I, their
1: loss. I, yeah, I got better
0: things to do. I, I don't need to be on that show. I don't, <laughs> fine. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm- <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, cut number 10.
1: Well, we're going to subpoena Hunter and Joe Biden, and I hope the American people are not getting their news and information from the actress who was named AOC and the left today who just denied, denied, denied and lied throughout the entire hearing because they were unwilling to face the facts, the facts of evidence in text messages and emails in um, meetings and phone calls of Joe Biden doing business with his son Hunter and his brother James. It's everywhere.
0: Now, here is CNN's Jake Tapper pointing out the reality of the situation for Joe Biden is not good. Cut number nine. Polls show
2: that Joe Biden is really underwater uh, when it comes to approval on the economy, approval on uh, immigration and the border, when it comes to approval in almost every uh, realm. I mean, he's really facing, I think it's some of the worst polling for an incumbent president since Jimmy Carter.
0: Mm, Not good. Uh, not good. Oh, but Johnny Cook says, Henry, stay off Rich's musical lawn. His idea of street music is Vic Damone. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. one <laughs> Hound says, It's awful. Perfect description of Henry's lyrical decision. More Sinatra, less Tupac. And uh, let's see. Hube says, I get around is a clean Tupac tune. So there you go. Okay. I'll keep that in All mind. All right. And, uh, and, and Sid gave me some advice when I go to the Eagles game on Sunday, don't yell out home run when they score. <laughs> By the way, you know. I got to tell you, so uh, our buddy Santo sent me some shirts. One of them was a Vandalay Industries shirt. Henry has a similar shirt. He's wearing Vandalay Industries importer exporter. DeSantis said no idea what that
1: shirt was. How do you not know that? I don't watch Seinfeld. Unbelievable! Why? Why Seinfeld. have you not watched no. Seinfeld? I watched like a couple episodes. What's wrong with and you? I thought Curb Your Enthusiasm was like a better version of of Seinfeld. Uh, that's Larry David at his best. Seinfeld is not
4: man i'll tell you what you didn't even give it a chance
1: i watched like three or four episodes three or four episodes there's like 150 i'm not gonna say it was bad or anything it was fine wasn't my cup of tea if i'm if i'm gonna sit down and watch tv i'd rather just watch uh you know curb your enthusiasm for example i I do like curb Your enthusiasm but
0: i think you should watch seinfeld Totally. just you know oh and then so uh, santo also got me a shirt that says touchdown on and it's a guy hitting a home run (laughs) So I'm going to wear that to the game on Saturday. Is it green?
1: (laughs) (laughs) On Saturday? Sunday. Sunday.
0: (laughs) Sunday. Sunday. That's what I meant. (laughs) Sorry. Sunday. Uh, All right. Listen, I got another hour to go. I got to get into the Biden. uh, Jonathan Turley's got a great piece. I haven't gotten to it yet about why we need to continue this investigation to Biden. Also, the fall of Lululemon. Excellent piece in the New York Post about all the crime and everything uh, that is going on in uh, Philadelphia and cities around the country. What's, when, when do I have to break? Do I have to break now or keep going? You can keep going. Keep go- just, is, You want to give me a number? You want to put it on the it screen or do something?
4: I, I just figured you'd do the right thing. You can go- I would
1: do the right thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even give them an out time.
4: I don't need to. As long as you're not going out after 6
0: o'clock, you're fine. All right, fine. Great. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm at a, I've I've got nothing more to say though this hour I'm done no I'm kidding. Uh, here we go. This is um this is Gavin Newsom. What he's going to do now that Diane Feinstein is dead, he will have to appoint someone to take her seat, someone who I imagine is corrupt and progressive. Cut number 1. This is a flashback. A flashback. Thank you from uh, on MSNBC. Okay, we are out of time out of time out of time. I have to go to a break, but I have to this is a yes or no answer that you could give me. Yeah. Uh if, if in fact Diane Feinstein uh were to retire, uh will you nominate an African-American woman um, to restore the seat that Kamala Harris is no longer in the United States Senate and, and do you have a name in mind?
1: I have multiple names yes in yes mind. Or yes or no. uh, we, we have multiple names in mind and the answer is yes. OK, uh, Governor Gavin
0: Newsom, thank you very much. All right. So, uh, again, this is the way the left is, the, the, the way the left is where they put everything into a situation of a yes or no situation. And uh, it's got to be, you know, we don't judge the best person. It's got to be by the color of their skin. This is how the left thinks. The left doesn't, you know, it's not oh, I'm going to pick the best person for the United States Senate. No, no, I got to check another box. I got to check a box. How about, how about why a woman? What's a woman anyway? What's a woman? How about a, And by the way, Kamala Harris is not African-American. She's from uh, Jamaica, so she's not African-American, but that's beside the point. But why not just say the best person for the job is who I'm going to pick, Joy, and I don't care about the color of their skin. I also don't care about their gender. I just want the best person for the job. Can't say that. It's all about woke boxes you check. Isn't it interesting when the left wants to define a woman, how easily they can define a woman? Will you put a black woman in that spot? Suddenly they know what a woman is. Isn't that something? When other times it's we have no idea what a woman is or it's subjective, it's made up, can't describe it. When they want somebody for either the United States Supreme Court or the U.S. Senate. Oh, then. Oh, they absolutely know. And then it's historic. It's a historic woman at that point. At that moment, then they're able to define biology. It's absolutely amazing. All right. Listen, big fourth and final hour coming up. The reason to keep investigating and the House impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, why it is essential. Don't go away.
2: Rich Scioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and
3: on the free Odyssey app.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today